right person out there somewhere nah, will be like, can't. well, but you know what, you know, the, and I know we'll laugh at them, but oh, well, I, you know, he was helped by the Avengers. Well, you know, the Chiefs did X, Y, and Z, which enabled them to do it. I, no, and I don't care. Just, you know, at that care. point, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy give it the damn. parade. I don't give a damn. Niner fans won't be doing it. No, we won't be apologizing. Let the naysayers apologize. Will we let Rob and Sam Bruno celebrate at the parade? Absolutely. Well, he'll come back. He's he's down bad right now. I'm going to hear from Rob and Sam Bruno. Give us a call, Rob and Sam Bruno. Uh, Are you serious? Oscar, yes, I'm serious. Oscar EPA to spit $5. Message to all Niner players. Don't be tempted to leave dancers at the Rhino for us that weekend. You can have them after we smack the Chiefs. Now, I don't know what Rhino is, and I don't know what type of dancers he's talking about. So Very uh, lost. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very lost. Ballet dancers. I, I don't know. You got to Google is it. Is it ballet dancers? Is it hip-hop dancers? What's the movie Black Swan? <laughs> I didn't see it, so. I haven't watched it either. I just uh, know Natalie how, Portman was in how, it. How about this interaction? Before we get to the lines, Nick Bosa, Brock Purdy, in the locker room after the NFC title game. This is fascinating sound right here. Here's Nick Bosa. Asking Brock Purdy a specific question. Listen to this, Chowski. So the fact that you just are doing this, it's my mind all of us, bro. Or, uh, all of us. It's crazy. Did you think you'd be this good? I think I've asked these before. I know, but did you, like, how much confidence did you have? That was the second pick of the draft, and I lacked confidence. I part of the game, but... It's tough to hear it. You got to go back and hear it again. All right. With the subtitles, I can narrate it. Yeah, because it was really hard. I was trying to listen the entire time. He said, What could you get better at? Yeah, here, here. I'll I'll, I'll read it. I'll read it here. Uh, Brock Purdy is like, Honestly, I could get better, bro. But Nick Bosa goes up to Brock Purdy. Yeah. He walks up to him and he basically says, Do you know? Did you think you could be this good? That's what he Do you think you'd be this good? And Purdy said, honestly, I could do better. I could be better, bro. And Nick Bosa's talking about, like, how much confidence did you have? And then Nick Bosa's like, because I was the number two pick in the draft, and I lacked confidence at times. And Purdy, and Purdy was just like, it's part of it, bro. It's part of it. It's the game. And then they hug. And, like, most, Nick Bosa was having, like, a moment with him. was like, dude, did you think you'd be this good? Remember we had Nick Bosa. You were out that day. Spinotti was with us. Uh-huh. Remember we asked Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa was like, did you think Purdy would be this good? He goes, I really didn't see him because he was a third street quarterback and it was like whatever. Which is what everyone was saying. You know, it's crazy though for him to admit, uh, Nick Bosa, like, you know, he doubts himself. I think a lot of people, uh, who are extremely successful, we just assume that they, ultimate belief, they believe in themselves. I mean, I sent that clip jokingly, but I sent that clip about Walter Payton talking about how he gets nervous before every single game, right? And Jim Harbaugh like looked over at him and they're in the locker room together and he was like, wow. Even Walter Payton, the great Walter Payton, gets nervous before games. But it is crazy to hear Nick Bosa, like, I doubt myself at times. Yeah. Like, even the greats of the greats of the greats. Alex Rodriguez, I was listening to this long, long, long uh, interview with him and Dan Lebetard, and he was talking about how much he got in his own head about his playoff woes. And Bonds has talked about this, where they invest so much into their worth as a human being, into how they perform in like a handful of games at the end of the year. And when they struggle even a little, they don't know how to compartmentalize and bounce back. It's just, I mean, these guys are human, man. I know. We want them to be robots, but they're they're human too. It's crazy to hear Nick Bosa admit that. Makes me like him more. There's a joke in there. 
Put the joke out. Put the joke out. No, I'm just going to tell everybody that you're listening to 9570K. KGMC FM and AC1 San Francisco. Don't forget, you can also watch this every single day on our YouTube and Twitch streams. Just log on and search 9570K. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel while you are there. Brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union. The smart choice for low auto low rates and super simple online application process. It is a Warriors Wednesday brought to you by Freeman Supplies. You trust today since 1922. Visit Freeman Supplies. Today, shout out to the Comcast Business Text Line. Boy, boy, oh boy. Yeah, please wait till after the Super Bowl to book Little Wayne. The Warriors, the Niners did party after they lost to Miami. Remember that? I remember I was with, with Stadia Guru at the time. I was like, they had a party after a loss? How the hell did they go to a party? A Little Wayne was there, and I found out that Mike McDaniel was there. Uh, Mike McDaniel was there. Uh, with the team, or no, not Mike, Robert Sala. Who, no, who was the coach who I'm left? I'm so confused. Who's the coach who left? Somebody came. And they were like, oh, man, he Matt LaFleur was the coach who came. Okay. After losing the NFC Championship game to the 49ers, he ended up going to Miami for the Super Bowl. He met up with the Niners oh. afterwards, and he was at that party oh. with Robert Sala and company. And it was like, yeah, we're still all brothers and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, dude, why are you partying? I'm telling you right now, if the Niners win the Super Bowl we're out in Vegas, I'm not going to sleep till 2 in the morning. I will do that show on the Two? Bender. Yeah, I will do that show on the Bender. I will be on the Bender. I, I, I'm sorry. If they win that Super Bowl in Las Vegas, I made it up my mind. I will be on a bender. I'll be sweating every ounce of liquor out of my body doing that show if the Niners win the Super Bowl. And I don't even drink. <sighs> will that night. I will that night. Fabian in Maryland. What's happening, Fabian? Hey, Fabian. Hey, what's going on? Um... Now, for me, as far as the best games and just what the Super Bowl would mean, um, you know, I came, I moved up here to the country from Jamaica to Maryland when I was like in 94. And I just remember watching ESPN, seeing the Niners and not knowing much about football, but just being like, that's the team I'm going to roll with. And it's, it's been that day. It's been like that since that day. But, um, you know, my favorite playoff moment, I think, is uh, this, uh, when we played the Saints and just watching um, that back and forth. And I'll just never forget when Alex Smith took that, like, 30-yard run into the end zone. And it's the way he held his hand behind his back and just flicked the football behind him once he got into the end zone. That game was crazy, just the back and forth with well, the Saints. Wouldn't you agree with and me that, on yeah, that? That's got to be my top moment. No, I, it's, it's a great moment. And I think – the backdrop of everything Alex had been through and for them to do, and that, that they ended up taking the lead there. The Saints took the lead back. The Niners got the ball like 30 seconds to go, but on that play, the call by Ted Robinson, the play of his lifetime. Can you imagine like the way he set it up with Staley as the lead blocker? I get chills thinking about it and I'm not even a huge Alex Smith fan. It was amazing. It was amazing. I remember where I was, and we, we just went crazy. Um, I was with my buddy. He's a Packers fan. I think we – did we go to play them next? I'm not sure, but – um. No, they played yeah, the man, New York that, Giants that. at home next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They remind me. <laughs> I think that's why I forgot. They went one. Yeah, Alex followed that up with game. one for 11 on third down, throwing to Brett Swain with the season on the you line. You sure it was one for 13 or one for 11? Was it 13? <laughs> yeah, it was one for 13. But who's counting? It's a grain in my head. Although he did have that great pass to Vernon Davis to start that game when he jumped up on the light well. God. And he got flagged for it. Uh, Cody Mack in Oakley. Cody Mack, what's happening? What up, Cody Mack? Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Great show so far. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, 
One of my most memorable moments other than this weekend, don't get it twisted, this was a great comeback victory. Uh, shout out to Brock Purdy and the whole team. But uh, the catch two with T.O., I was, I'm was i a 78 baby, okay. and so I've seen a lot. And um, it just, that one, I don't know what it was, but it, it literally brought tears to my eyes. The emotions just going through it, watching the team, really being into it, looking at the ignorant tube, like, come on, fellas, I know we could do it, I know we could do it. And Steve Young broke that pocket and made an excellent pass. Boy, and T.O., he was having a terrible game. A terrible game. But, but when, when it all mattered at the end, man, he came through for us. And boy, oh boy, I'm telling you, it brought tears to my eyes. Well, man. It was it was a great feeling. And I'm glad you bring that one up because losing to Green Bay the three times in a row, I mean, it just felt like we were never getting through them. Yep. No, nah, it wasn't. All right. Uh, Adam, hang on tight. We got Benjamin Albright coming up, and we got to go to taking them to school as the Warriors rolled over the Sixers last night, and Steph Curry's feeling really good. Maybe even a little frisky, too. It's time for Taking Them to School. Brought to you by Peralta Community College District. Spring is free at Laney, Berkeley City, Merritt, and the College of Alameda. Uh, Curry back to Wiggins. Off of Sharich pick. Puts on the brakes. Finds Curry off of Sharich screen. In traffic. Goes up with a one-hander. And Curry is feeling very frisky tonight. 73-62. Tip Roy on the call. 75-70 game. Was Philip Fritzky. 15 points in the third quarter. 37 overall. Third straight game with over 30. Steph Curry still playing at a high, high level. Maybe he's ticked off by not starting the All-Star game. I have no idea. That was taking him to school. Brought to you by Peralta Community College District. Spring is free at Lady Berkeley City, Merritt, and the College of Alameda. For more info, visit Peralta.edu. Double March. On YouTube. What's up, Double March? She was a candidate, nominee for YouTuber of the year. She comes in with the heat. Shasky, get to know the folks in the RVs. That's how you help your neighborhood. Get to know your neighbors. That's from Double March. I know all, I know all my neighbors. <laughs> now that you have a son, you're going to be watching a lot more Daniel Tiger in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you be my neighbor? Oh, I already have the sweaters. There you go. So I'm ready to go. Bring those back, Bonte. Bring the sweaters back. Come on. Cardigans? My neighbor gave me a, a, a red envelope with money in it uh, from his culture, and it was a very sweet gesture. What's he, his Henry. culture? Uh, I believe it's the Chinese culture, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Is he Chinese? Yeah, I, okay. I think he is, but I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to. I don't want to sound he's Asian. Super ignorant. No, but like Henry <laughs> is a great man, and he he's like, no, 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 no. This is what we do in my culture, and he like gave us you know money in an envelope, and it, I you know I'm not accustomed to just getting money from my neighbor, but it was him about the baby boy and everything. It was very it was a very that's sweet good. gesture. The Chinese New Year, that's, that's yeah. as his custom. So you're yeah. the dragon, by the way. Who is you know it? That? Yes, yeah, you're the dragon. Let's go. Hot Flames. Hot Flames. For House of Dragons coming back. HBO. Can't wait. Who can't wait for that. I can't either. Rockin' New Era. Like a good neighbor. An RV is there. <laughs> That's pretty good. I, 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 that, was, that was a two. That was a two. Come on. <laughs> All right. We're good to go. You got to know who your neighbors are. All right. Because when you make a little too much noise. That's why I just knock on the RV and say, hey, I'm Joe Shasky. How you doing, man? Welcome to the neighborhood. No? Thank yes. you, Bonte. No? Are you serious? It's a driving hazard, too. You got to go around the RVs. Just knock it's, on the door. It's, 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 how's it's it going really in there, man? Anybody that's on? driven around the lake understands what I'm you talking about. You guys need about. some sun? <laughs> RVs a little different in Dublin. 
you reap what you sow, well, brother. There are RV, there are <laughs> RV like hookup spots, RV like parts. the one near Costco yeah. on on El Camino. Like that's a legit little RV park, you know. Oh man, <laughs> I did say two a.m. Like that's hella late. Maybe I'll just pull an all nighter and do the show for us. Nine a.m. Uh, nine p.m. is hella late. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, Benjamin Albright. Let's talk to Benjamin Albright. He knows the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll get his thoughts on the Super Bowl, the Niners' comeback victory. We love Benjamin on this show because <laughs> he ain't, he wins gold medals, baby. <laughs> he ain't about that silver life. That's coming up on a four-year-old brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full-service banking. No compromises. Now. Back to the morning roast with Vontae and Shasky. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Benjamin Albright in a couple seconds. Warriors Wednesday brought to you by Valley Heating, Cooling, Electrical, and Solar. Locally, a family owned at the home of old fashioned service for all your home comfort needs since 1962. Check them out at valleyheating.com. Valleyheating.com. Let's get to Adam NSF. Our main man, Adam, what's happening, brother? Good morning, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on, as always. Uh, really quick, uh, I'm calling Cap on the 2 a.m. thing. Vontae, you're not getting any sleep that night. Let's be real. It's yeah. Vegas. You're you know going to be up all night. You know what? That sounds about right. Let's do it. I'm all-nighter if the Niners win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and then we go straight to 6 a.m. Uh, we do the show, and we'll be on for four hours. Well, I'll be on for four hours. Yeah, just just pump yourself full of Pedialyte. You'll be fine. Anyways, um, I just wanted to say to or ask a question to you guys. So the Niners are wearing white. I've been wearing the red McCaffrey 94 throwback all season. I've worn my white Bosa jersey once, and that was against the Jaguars. They did win. What jersey do I wear for the Super Bowl? Well, they're wearing white, so you got to wear white. you got to wear what the team is wearing, I believe. I don't know, Jasker. You can tell me. Uh I would I would rock the Bosa because you know what? Bosa's going to need a big game if the Niners want to win. Wear whatever you wore the last two weeks. All right, so that's going to be the Red McCaffrey then. Yes, it is. All right. Well, now I have two answers, though, and Sam said to wear the red too, so I guess i got to make a game-time decision. Go. But uh, well, well, I also <laughs> just think it's really interesting, Wilson. the parallel going into the Super Bowl matchup of uh, you know, Baldy said that Brock Purdy is like the silent assassin. And who do we all think is like a silent assassin referred to? Steph Curry. And I honestly mm-hmm. am making this parallel that going into that first finals matchup against Cleveland, LeBron was a two-time champ. Le- uh, Steph was on the stage for the first time. You know, Mahomes is kind of compared to it, like NBA NFL reference to a LeBron. I think it's kind of similar. I don't know if I'm kind of out of the park with that and, like, Purdy being, like, Curry in this situation, but I think it's kind of similar. Well, yeah, well, we're comparing the guy to a top-tip player in the sport, respectively. I, I'm not mad at it, but I would wear the cocaine white jersey, and I got the Montana jersey ready to go, the white one, because uh, that was going to be in their cocaine white jerseys, right? The clean socks. What? Just, just the white jerseys, what they're going to be in. Oh, what I, what I do wrong? No, no, don't talk about that. Oh, oh this yeah, show is going to be red flagged. YouTube's going to take this down. Are you serious? Just... You scare me, Bonte. Bonte, the more you talk, the more you make me nervous. 
<laughs> I love the fans. It's unacceptable. <laughs> you know, I've, I've just come to the saying? conclusion this show is for a lot of people, but it's not for everyone. It's crack, not, crack, crack. It's not for everybody. Like, I think about this sometimes, and, I, and I'll, I'll say this, and it's no shade at anybody. But like Willard and Dibbs' audience must be completely different from our audience. Oh, it is. Not like not even close. Well, like Willard and Dibbs' audience probably can't stand us in the morning. Oh, I'm sure. Well, they need to be told what to think, you know? <laughs> I mean, so I get that. I, don't, don't do that. Don't. <laughs> Save that laugh because that was a great one. hey mark tell me how to feel about sports today tell me why they're smarter than me i love you mark and i texted mark during the show this is a great hunter pence interview only you could get this interview it's the truth oh man it is the morning roast Oh man, it I'm is. I'm fire today. I, listen, listen, listen. Well, you got to let the. Well, you've been snitching and you've been on fire. I've been snitching. Been I'm fire. figuring. Yeah. I'm pointing. <laughs> I'm singing. Okay, I'm, I'm telling you, take, Sarah Monty listen, Ford gave me a strut see, in my walk. It is unbelievable. Listen, I see all the roasters. I see them at games, and it's a who's who. There's a boy. Like I see the dude. Uh huh. At the night, no, it was a Warriors game. <laughs> He had the tightest Clay Thompson jersey on, uh-huh. and he had tattoos everywhere. 24-inch pythons on his arms. <laughs> and he was, Vontae, I'm a roaster, baby. Gave him some daps. He almost broke my head. I said, you know what? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I love you, too. Guys in the 226, 227, Vontae! <laughs> and they're looking at me all red. Vontae! Hey, I'm a roaster. You, look, we're our own little community. We've got our techies. We're our own little community. This is what we do. Like Sarah Solomon, uh, Sarah Solomon works with the Warriors now. We're, used to work with me at NBC. Sarah, I apologize to your boyfriend because he's a day one roaster. I think his name is Ryan. But as he was KK by the gay house, uh-huh. he called us on his birthday. And he wears plaid shirts. He's, you know, 5'8", 160, 70 pounds. And she's like, why are you calling the roaster on your birthday? He goes, because it's a lifestyle. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> It is. And you know what? You know who's a roaster who rocks with us? It is a lifestyle. And he, we love the way he roasted some columnists out here in San Francisco. The guy who uh, comes to second place all the time, our boy Benjamin Albright. What's it's up, been man? way too long. Big Ben in the building, baby. Courtesy of the Boxer Girls and Guest Line. KOA Radio in Denver does a great job covering the Broncos and the entire NFL. He's tapped in. He's on a heater. Benjamin, man, long time no talk. How you doing, brother? Way too long, no talking. Look, you know, as long as I'm out here roasting Michael Braun's medal, it's like I got to roast myself a little bit, too. You know, last time we talked, I said I wasn't sure Brock Purdy was the guy to put a team on his shoulders, and I think he sure enough did that in that last game. So uh, I got to take a hit for myself. I got to sit one down and put the microphone aside for a second. Hey, listen, you're not the only one. We're out here in the Bay Area. We didn't know Brock Purdy had what it took to took uh, take a team on his shoulders, put them on their shoulders. He did it back-to-back weeks. And so your thoughts on that game, as you're watching that game at halftime, what was going on through your mind watching it from afar out there in Colorado? Well, I mean, I was surprised the Lions jumped out to the big lead they did. And that's, you know, that, that's the book on San Francisco. Make them play from behind. And, and that's really your, your kind of shot at beating them, make them one-dimensional. But you know, I, I think the lack of playoff experience kind of hurt the Lions quite a bit. Um, you only had seven, uh, seven total games, I think, 
playoff experience on that entire roster versus, of course, the Niners. You guys have tons. And I, and I think that kind of bit them a little bit. I think they got a taste of the tight cheeks in the second half. Um, and we, we watched it kind of implode a little bit with play and decision-making. And, you know, the, the, the team that had been there before showed they'd been there before. Doug Deaton pulled it out. You're at the Senior Bowl right now? Yeah, I apologize for the background noise. I'm walking back to my hotel room. No, it's all good. It's all good. Like, the Brock discourse, we're inside the bubble, right? We're inside the Bay Area, and, you know, he's everybody's favorite hero. You know, he's the the great Disney story. It's almost, it's, it's, even if I told you this was a real story, most people would say you're insulting my intelligence. From the outside looking at all of the, the national rhetoric, the narratives, all that stuff, and, and how Niner fans defend him. Just what's your, you know, thousand foot view or mile high view of Brock Purdy? Well, uh, I'm at sea level right now in Mobile, and uh, I'm seeing it on the level. And that is that Brock Purdy is, you know, what he is. He is an NFL starter. He's more than a game manager. You know, he is a guy that, uh, within the confines of the Shanahan system, finds ways to excel as well. And you know, I think that uh, I think we undersold him, the guy. It's it's interesting to go back and look, and you know, he was benched a few times at Iowa State. Um, that it's I think it's a testament to if you believe in somebody and you stick with them long enough and give them enough opportunities, they they might have the opportunity to grow into what you envision for them. Benjamin Albright here on the Boxing Girls at Guest Line on the morning. Russell Shasky and Bonte. Uh, ben, what did you think about Dan Campbell's decisions to go for it on fourth down? Uh, because I know that's what the Lions do. A lot of people are questioning his moves. Mm. I had no problem with the first one. Josh Reynolds flat out dropped it. But what do you think about his coaching style there in that second half for the Lions? I think Dan Campbell stayed true to who he is. Yeah. You know, I have no problem with that. I mean, yeah. dance with the one that brung you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I find it interesting as I as I look around the commentary around the league, it's the same people that were making fun of the hire of Dan Campbell in the first place, the same people who were lambasting him and calling him a meathead and making fun of the ankle biting. You're the same people that are criticizing the decisions. You know, at the end of the day, he got to the he got to the NFC Championship game. Who are you to question it? Yeah. So I think he knows his roster better than anybody else. The um, you know the Lions were what eighty three percent on fourth and three or shorter over the yep. course of the year. If Reynolds catches it, we're not even having this discussion. I, I think the call was the right call. I think they didn't execute. Yeah, I, look, I got I'm writing down storylines for next week. Mahomes versus Purdy, obviously the first round draft pick, maybe the greatest quarterback ever against Mister Irrelevant. Andy Reid versus. The old Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan, a guy who can't win the big one. Kittle versus Kelsey. I mean, Spags and Wilkes. Revenge game for the Niners. What's your favorite of all? And you might take something off the board here that I didn't even reference. What's your favorite storyline going into next week? Well, my favorite storyline going into these playoffs was Pat Mahomes can't win on the road, and, and that's you know obviously uh, you know stupid and, and, and over with now. Uh, ruin on the road in the playoffs anyway. Um, he said the advantage of winning at home and all this, so that, that that's out the window. Uh, I think you know the, the Brock Purdy game manager nonsense. You know that, that's finally out the window. I think people are done with that. Um, you know my 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 favorite is just two great football teams squaring off against each other. I, I don't need extra juice for this one. This is a two two of the best teams in football squaring off. You've got a, a great offensive mastermind on both sides of the ball. Uh, you've got great defensive masterminds on both sides of the ball. There's not a, an area here where either one of these teams has a, a glaring deficiency like the Lions did in their secondary. Um, you know, these are these are just two good football teams. I've already seen some good football at a Super Bowl. I don't, I don't want to see a blowout. I want to see a, I want to see a contested matchup, but I think the, the minds of Kyle Shanahan and the mind of Andy Reid, we're in for some uh, some football greatness with this one no i think so too ben but you know you saw the obviously you saw the chiefs twice out there in denver and then denver broncos beat them uh one time in denver of course 24 to 9 they played them tough on thursday night football at arrowhead stadium 
So are you a little surprised that the Niners are the early betting favorites? Should they be the favorites in this game? I know it's a small spread. What well, the Niners minus two, it's jumped around a little bit early in the week, but should they be the betting favorites over Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? That I don't know. I you know, I would put the line to two points the other direction, but you know, I mean I'm I'm not mad at it. Right. Um the thing about Kansas City is, is is there is a book on how to beat that offense this year. Uh, you, you press those guys on the outside. They, they, you know, the receiving core they have this year isn't as good. They, they don't get open as well. Uh, you got to double up Kelsey. If you can shut Kelsey down and, and press him on the outside, you got a real chance. It's interesting to me that this is being billed, though, as Pat Mahomes versus Brock Purdy and Andy Reid versus Kyle Shanahan, when I think the key matchup here is going to be Christian McCaffrey versus Isaiah Pacheco. Whoever can get the ground game going against the other team is going to make, is going to, you know, make their team a lot better. Oh, I like that storyline. I'm writing that down. There you go. That, that's good. With Chris Jones, Nick Bosa, yeah. of course. Chris Jones having an all-time. Spagnolia. Is he going to get a head coaching job? I know he's older. He's in his 60s. But the run he's had at D coordinator with the Kansas City Chiefs has been unbelievable. And we know about those great New York Giants being able to get in 2011. Steve Spagnolia. I don't hear his name at all when it comes to the Seahawks job or the commander's job. What are you hearing about Spagnolia? Is he going to just be a lifer as a D.C. in Kansas City? He's not going to get a job this cycle. I know that. Um, beyond that, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's a question of whether or not he wants to get back into that realm. I think he's, I think he's pretty maxed out as a defensive coordinator. I don't think he's, you know, really head coach material, if you know what I mean. It's a different skill set. And, uh, I, I just don't know that he, A, wants that and B, is really cut out for it. I mean, you go back and look at his tenure as a head coach with, uh, uh was it the Rams or, and it was, Disaster. I mean, they had some of the worst teams you've ever seen. They turned to what? The, what was the savior there? Uh, Jeff Fisher. You, mm-hmm. you turned to Jeff Fisher as the savior. That's mm-hmm. the step up. Uh, so it was. You know, I, I don't know that he's going to get another head coaching job. And some of these guys. I mean, you know, you, you get a taste of that, and you realize that's not what you want. You like being a coordinator. And you saw Ben Johnson, Bobby Sloan both go back to their respective teams because they're young and they like being a coordinator. Uh, we've seen Jim Schwartz pass on interviews because he's he's done the head coaching thing and he likes being a D coordinator. So I, I'm not sure that he he wants that anymore. It is kind of wild. No one is even questioning Super Bowl in Vegas. Like, if I would have said that 15 years ago, people would have, their heads would have exploded. The Super Bowl is going to be in Las Vegas at a brand new NFL stadium. I don't know. I, I feel like this week's going to be insane. Yeah, I mean, you say 15 years ago, shoot, five years ago might have been a might have been a, a heads exploding thing. I mean, I'm proud out here in Colorado. We led the country on Mary Jane. We led the country on sports gambling, and um, you know, I I'm proud of that. I'm a I'm a partaker in both. I won't lie to you, but I think that uh, you know, I think end of the day, I I you know, I, I think if you could find a way. And, and they've tried to do a good job. If you could find a way to make sure that the integrity of the game isn't compromised, you don't have guys, yeah. then I don't have a problem with it. Sports gambling keeps guys keeps people more engaged. It does, no. especially no. in blowouts or meaningless games. So oh, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with it. If you don't like it, don't gamble. Yeah, no, I'm with the team totals, quarter bets, prop bets, you name it, man. We're, we're both cut from the same cloth on both ends of the spectrum when it comes to the Mary Jane and, of course, the sports gambling. Big Ben, will you be out there in Vegas? What's your deal after the Senior Bowl? Uh, I think so. We're uh, I gotta I gotta check in with my PD and all that kind of stuff. But we're ninety nine percent. We're gonna be out there. So, nice. oh, real quick, I, I know Michael Penix was down there throwing. Uh, we do have an NFL draft coming up oh, in a few I months. Like Penix. Penix, what what are uh, scouts saying around him? Because he did not look good against Michigan. He got beat up a little bit. Got some happy feet when that pocket got muddied up. How's but you? I, I could hear your expression there when it came to Penix. Why'd you do that, Ben? 
Uh, I got if you're Penix fans, I got some some probably bad news for you. He's not looked too hot out here so far, and you know I, I for everybody I've talked to who thinks the league is, is significantly lower on Penix than you know fans and media. Um, you go back, you look at the tape, and, and and they were often beating up on teams they were just more talented than. They had great receivers on the outside. Penix doesn't really throw the ball in between the numbers, and you need that to survive in the NFL. Uh, and then when he got pressured, man, he just wilted. You know, he was a guy. You, you talked about those feet. Uh, that happened. He just he just didn't know what to do with the ball. If if the first read wasn't there or something wasn't open to get it. Out quick when it took time for him to sit there and make decisions over the field that you know on an extended play his his internal clock was more like a sundial and it, it wouldn't happen so I would suggest that he's probably a day two pick uh, you know second third round kind of guy uh, he's going to be drafted behind the big three Bo Nix and uh, JJ McCarthy yes yeah see, I want that and it's one game so you know I'm not going to hold the the whole his whole career against him but I, I saw Bo Nix. Uh, and uh, Penix play each other in the Pac-12 championship, and I thought Bo Nix didn't see the field at all and was not accurate yeah. at all. I mean, it was a bad game for him. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm with you there. I think Penix, I mean, excuse me, I think uh, Nix is uh, a little bit closer to maybe a Derek Carr than people want to admit. Um, you know, he's, he's kind of a guy that, you know, he, he can be a serviceable starter in this league, but it's mostly going to be dump down type stuff. And when you need him yeah. to, to carry you, I'm not sure that he can, he can push the ball and, you know, without a talent advantage like he had at Oregon. So I, I'm with you on that. Right, well, Harbaugh in the division now with the Chargers. Uh, before we get you out of here, now you got a stacked division. You got Sean Payton out there where you're at. Uh, Andy Reid, of course, a kid to city. Now Jim Har- Antonio Pierce with the Raiders, of course, and they all bought into him. Jim Harbaugh now with the Chargers, man. He's coming to the AFC West, man. Oh, we're sunk. We're not winning anything until both those guys retire. Heck, we can't even beat Antonio Pierce and Josh McDaniels last year. So, uh, you know, I mean, as, as far as that kind of stuff goes, you got superior coaches out there. Sean Payton, that offense he wanted to run. I mean, he hamstrung Russ Wilson. Um, you know, you look at the offense he tried to run with Russ. The Broncos were 29th and 31st in scoring in the second, third quarters, and they let Russ cook in the fourth, and they're number one in the NFL by a wide margin. Um, you know, Russ leads the leads the NFL in game winning drives, fourth quarter comebacks, and you bench him for Jarrett Stidham. So I, I don't know what we're doing here, but uh, I know we aren't winning anytime soon, especially with those two in the division. All right, Ben. Wow, wow. hot fire there. This is why we wow. love you, man. And this is why you always have a gold medal on this show. Benjamin Albright, KOA Radio in Denver, down there in Mobile, Alabama, for the Senior Bowl, giving us his thoughts on the Super Bowl matchup. Ben, we won't make it this too long. We'll make sure we catch up with you very, very soon. Absolutely. Roastmaster General out. There it is. Love it. This Gross guy he is sharp. Master General out. I, I know we got a Super Bowl to prepare for. That, that's pretty good. But I do love the draft. I like I do. Oh, I do too. I love the draft. Draft is everything. I, I'm just not as high on Bone Nicks as everybody no, else. No, I'm not either. I don't think he was either. I don't think he was either. But the fact that he's not high on Penix and I see why remember I was we were talking about Penix earlier in the season. I was like, I don't know about him. I don't know about him. Then he won me over. Like he completely won me over over the last month. And I was like, man, this guy's tough. Okay, he's throwing some dimes there. And then the Michigan game happened. Like, think about C.J. Stroud, how we thought about C.J. Stroud before the Georgia mm-hmm. game. They lose to Michigan at home. C.J. looks a little off. He throws some – it's just like, I don't know about C.J. Then he lights up Georgia. That Georgia team, that's one of the best college football teams. You know, they're on a, they're on a short list for mm-hmm. one of the best ever, right? And he totally flips our mind. And he goes out there and he's going to win offensive rookie of the year. The lasting impression of Michael Penix Jr. in that Michigan game. He comes out after halftime and throws an interception. He misses a doomsday, right? He gets a little happy feet. All of a sudden, he's looking at the rush, and he's not looking downfield. And then I was like, oh, man. Okay, now if he's in the second round or third round, I'm taking a flyer on him. Mm-hmm. But it turns I thought he was going to be a lottery pick. I thought at one point in my head, I was like, I'd rather have Penix over Caleb Williams. 
Yeah, I wasn't ready to go that far. You know, I, I was, was I was there because I, I didn't like what Caleb did this year. Uh, Penix, I thought outdueled Bo Nix multiple times this year in Oregon and then in the Pac-12 championship game. He does throw more of a laser ball than a layered ball on on a lot of his passes. I just look at it this way: if I'm gonna like, we all know quarterbacks are overvalued. Right. They're gonna get taken in the first round. Okay, fine, all right, whatever. Whether Tua was the right pick ahead of Herbert or not, because clearly it wasn't, Tua is worthy of being a first-round pick. No doubt. Right? Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Okay. I think Penix is a better version of Tua, so I would deem him a first-round pick. Me. That's just me. Knowing how much we overvalue quarterbacks. Right. Right. Like, uh, grading on that that slight curve. You know what I mean? So, I think he should be a first-rounder. That's why. I I like him infinitely more than J.J. McCarthy. Oh my gosh! I don't think JJ McCarthy is good at all. Yeah, I, I'm. He needs to go back to school. Yeah, but what does he have to gain no, no, at school? I, you know what I'm saying? I, he has nothing to gain in Michigan. Anymore. But he needs to sit and learn. I, I agree, and he probably will. He probably will. I take Pittix in the second round. That is a second round pick. Like if you're the I like Pittsburgh Penix over Mays. Like if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, or if you're Drake May. Oh my gosh! I love Pittix a lot more. Than oh yeah, he just, Drake I, May's going to go in the first round. People yeah. are talking about Drake May going number one overall. He's going to go number two probably. I, and that, oh my gosh, yeah, that, that's disgusting. That feels like a reach. Oh. Stretch Armstrong, line yeah, they're one. debating him or Jaden Daniels. Which I, the upside for Jaden Daniels is sky high for me. I'd rather see Jaden. I'm all over the place because I've seen him look sketch. I've seen him look great. I don't know what to make of him. You do it in the SEC. Obviously, I look higher, but then I look and I'm like. I mean, Bryce you know Young what? ran around like crazy in the SEC, and it had, and they don't have a good no, team, so but, it's hard but, to value. But Bryce Young, I see the talent with Bryce Young. I do see it. I do see Bryce it. You get him some awesome weapons. Bryce Young, I, if if he gets some talent around him, I think Bryce is going to be legit. Jaden also 6'4", a lot bigger than Bryce. And Jaden, you telling me the New Orleans Saints would draft Jaden McDaniels? Well, I mean, what's okay? Yes, they should. But like Dennis Allen, you you trust Dennis? No, I don't Allen trust Dennis Allen. With, He's got to get no, a coach in the offensive like, coordinator, no doubt about I'm that. Shorting Dennis Allen, but, but you know, I, I like DC. Jayden. Yes, I like Jaden. I think Jaden's going to be good. I think uh, he's a guy. Got to go. I mean, all these guys, you got to go to the right spot. Right, it's got to be the right spot. But I, I do like boy. If you, if you went to Pittsburgh with that running game and that defense. I think that's a great landing spot for a young quarterback. A great landing spot. Now again, that division's a little again, tough. Again, who's your OC? Right. That's well, Arthur Smith's not the OC at Pittsburgh. Is that? Oh, he did. I, I like him know. as an OC. I do like him as an OC. He's a great as a head dude. coach. Yeah. Mm. North Turner vibes. Yep. Let's go to uh, Jaden in Lubbock, Texas. Speaking of Jaden, God, I love the draft. Jaden in Lubbock. Yo, yo, what up, guys? Good What's morning. Good morning. On? Not much, man. Hey, I was calling uh, just to uh, before I get into where the. 49ers and Lions uh, game ranked, you know, on my list. Um, earlier, y'all were talking about Mike Singletary, you know, in that era, man, and just how, you know, you're not a true fan if you didn't go through those Joe Nedney MVP days. Mm. Uh, talking about quarterbacks, you know, uh, I remember going through the Tim Rattay, uh, Ken Dorsey, Cody Pickett, Trent Dilfer. I remember they brought in Chris, Chris Winkie at one point to be one of our starters for a year, you know what I mean? And and you're right, you know, going to back to Purdy, you know, Purdy was uh, something would have happened that game where he, he and he did have a maybe a mistake or two, you know what I mean? But bottom line is the boy came clutch when it mattered most. I got to witness my first piece of I, I told my, my other older 49er fans who witnessed Steve Young, Joe Montana, I was like, it's time for some 49ers magic. And that boy 
came through and I saw him use his legs. I saw the others step up, but this ranks number one, in my opinion, for now. Next one is here in two weeks when we get that Super Bowl. But it's just, uh, it was just an amazing, amazing game that I've witnessed through my lifetime dealing with those games, watching yeah. Trent Dilfer and, and all those other. Uh, shout out to my boy Sean Hill <laughs> and JT O'Sullivan. You oh, know gosh. what I mean? We were rocking at those, rocking, rocking hard 49ers even at that time. But this by far is number one just through, through that rough time period. You know what I mean? No and doubt. it's just, uh, yeah, it's cool to cool to see them doing their thing and and reliving some 49ers magic in the meantime making making some history. I actually called a couple a week ago when I about the to see y'all's thoughts on the Tom Brady and uh his comments with them and I said Brock has his story to write and and he's yeah. writing it right now as well as those others, man, and hope we can get that six. Purdy Purdy magic. I don't think the moment's going to be too big for him in Las Vegas either. And seeing his dad freak out on the sideline, or in bleachers, he's going crazy over the scrambles. Pretty magic. Now, you needed a little luck, right? Maybe it was a little, the ladybug on Ayuk's shoe. Because that was an overthrow ball. DB made a great play. But Ayuk made a better play. Well, I've seen, it looks like they, they were going to throw a flag on pass interference on the DB. They picked up the flag. I though. know, but yeah. when you watch it back, it, to me, looked like a clear pass interference. They picked it up, though, said no foul. It was questionable. I Maybe know. they did it because IU caught it. I right. have no idea. Who knows? Maybe there's something there, but you it know was what? a very lucky play. No matter how we boil it, but down. that was the game that flipped the game. It was a play that flipped the game. Excuse me, the ladybug play, the ladybug catch. So Purdy and then he's just he went crazy in the fourth quarter. I mean, he was just on point, scrambling, throwing darts. Uh, I don't think the moment would be too big for him. But boy, this Chiefs defenses. We'll break it down a little bit later next week. All next week, actually. Chiefs bring something to the table, man, but I think the Niners got the personnel to get to stuff. Let's go to uh, Joe in San Jose. Joe, what's happening? You're on the roast. Joe, you there? Going once, going twice. Jaime! San Pablo. What up, Jaime? Hey, guys. How you guys doing? Good, man. Hey, I'm, I'm 37, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was 8 years old, 7 years old, 94, you know, 95. I don't remember much, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have more heartbreaks than anything else, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have, like, you know, even regular season games that I just – I even cried, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that Viking game, you know, from Brett Favre, Beatles that, with Brandless. that Hail Mary. I mean, you know, it was it was it's just games that, you know, like, I, it's hard for me to, like, believe because I've just seen more heartbreaks than anything else, you know what I'm saying? Like, even when, when thinking that, you know, we had Ken Dorsey quarterback, and, you know, after, after Rate left, and then Garcia, Cody Pickett, um, Dorsey, I mean, I, I just, I, I put so much into the Niners, and I just want to see, I just want to be able to enjoy one as an adult and see them win one. And that, that's all I want to see. I, I will, I totally agree with you. And I will say to further accentuate your point, after we get one, if we do get one, if we do, Watch how quickly we say back to back. <laughs> we'll want a second one so bad. I'll do that in training camp. I'll do that in training camp. I won't do that up until training camp. I promise you. Mark it down. Mark the tape. Well, I will be I will doing not it say- on April 29th when yeah. the draft happens when I'm right. demanding a playmaking right. cornerback. There, there you go. I promise. I won't talk about back to back championships until the first day of training camp. And in the first day of training camp, 
I'll say, all right, this season's all about going back-to-back, Super Bowl or bust. Bonte, the night of the Super Bowl, we get invited to go see the 49ers, and the 49ers are partying, they've got all the Super Bowl champs, and Warriors pre and post is there, Bonte Hill, and he's partying with everybody, and you know that TMZ video's coming out, Bonte, woo, me and Debo are going back-to-back! I ain't the jockster for like that, but, you know, I do have some, uh, if you guys, guys act right in Vegas. We I already may, know you're going to be We may be it. able to crash that 49ers oh, yeah, party, all I of figured. us. But, you know, love it. Put the phone down. Shasky, put the phone down. Oh, the phone will oh be, my God. The phone will Shas- not be with us. Shasky will be name-dropping all night long at a 49ers Super Bowl party. Let's not leave it to That might be the only I, time I, I don't talk. Yeah, I might just do that. <laughs> crack, crack, crack. Dive, dive, dive. What's going on there, man? Why do we, we get so wacky around this time? We're like struggling to the finish line. Maybe we need to petition. Three and a half hour show. Let's start at 6.30. You know why? S- since the ratings don't matter at 6 o'clock hour, let's just start at 6.30. That'll help everybody out. I get hungry. Oh, is that what happens? Yeah, I get very hungry. And the, the, the Shaskis have to have their meals on point. You're dude. so small, man. That's Snickers, you, like, that's where Snickers did, commercial. Where the food it's all go? the metabolism. Well, you know, a world-class chess player apparently burns thousands of calories during one sitting of of a chess match. Yeah. Imagine what I, straddling the, the, the line of trying to be entertaining, you know, profound, thoughtful, goofy, trying not to get canceled. Imagine how many calories I expend in one four-hour show. Probably a lot. Exhausted. Can we get a calorie tracker? It's not possible to get a Wait, calorie tracker. Did you say that show? people that play chess burn a thousand calories? That's what they say. No, it's like a hundred and thirty. <laughs> no, no, no. The Bobby Fischer movie. They said something like yeah, that. Yeah, but that Bobby was like Fisher sixty movie. years ago. <laughs> the science has changed a lot since then. The Chad, science right? has changed. God, now what a calorie tracker on a roast. Well, I don't know if we want that. Why? SLTAweightloss.com, baby soda, state of the art. Also, Daisy Dips. We got some Daisy Dips in the refrigerator. No MSG. None of that other crap. Oh, you brought some here? We got some there? Apparently, I had to look at the refrigerator. I was like, oh, wow, there's Daisy Dips. You know, we're the king. (laughs) This station, we're the king of endorsing things and never actually getting the product. (laughs) So, really quick, uh, in terms of burning calories while talking, uh, if you're on the younger side and around you know 150, 160 pounds, you'll burn about 57 calories per hour just by talking. The older you get, though, uh, the amount of calories you burn drops as you talk more. I bet so, it's more. So we're he just read it to you. I, you, you those are the facts. Don't I be confused. With Let the me facts. give you this fact really quick. No, that's not the fact. Yeah, that's not the fact. It's not. Science with Shasky. No. Science with Shasky. When the temperature goes up, it gets warmer. Actually, no, it gets colder. <laughs> well, that's why they have the heat index. Because sometimes the thermometer isn't accurate. You never. You should go that. be a weatherman for a day. I want, I want to enjoy that. Oh. I want to enjoy Joe Shasky trying to predict oh the weather. Oh, my gosh. So we actually burned less than 50 calories. It went from 1,000 to less than 50 an hour. So really, we only burned about 175 calories. That's a lot. During the show. Not to mention all the junk we eat during the breaks. Except for me, SOTA, weightloss.com, soda, state of the art. Um, and there's no junk in Daisy. None. None. No. None at all. So, I want to get down to the bottom of this. Do you lose more calories when you're hot or cold? That's I, a I, good I don't, question. I don't, know. I don't know. See, I didn't pay attention to biology or science class. I just wanted to see. Did you dissect a frog? I did. That was fun. That was very fun. 
I don't remember dissecting a frog. No, I do. That was a lot of fun. I don't, I don't, Mr. Remember, uh, I don't remember that. Mr. Koski. Is it Koski? Was it Kolsky? It was Koski, I think. Washington High School. Somebody, you burn more calories when you're hotter. Mm. So, so we burned a lot burn. of calories at the old studio. <laughs> there you yeah. go. We that's burned. why you guys were so that's slim. It we... wasn't soda. It was the warmth of the studio yeah. that was slimming you guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was soda, too. I've though. never felt fatter than we were in that studio. Hey, uh, I'm dead serious. In a t-shirt every Mr. day. Mr. Just... says he look, I look like I'm putting weight back on. No, I'm still around the same weight that phenomenal. I was on. I'm fine. Yeah, Trust haters. me, the suits are loose. I wouldn't I'm lie to you, Mr. Relevant. I wouldn't lie to you. You know what I tell the kids just, in their I just young always, 20s? I always had chubby cheeks. That's I, all. I have style. I, I say to kids in their young 20s, we'll see where you're at 20 years from now when right. life is beating you down and kicked you in the in the groin. Well, we'll Mr. see Re- where you're at. We don't know. How, how old are you, Mr. Relevant? How old are you? Um, what up, Bonte? Hardest working man in the business? No, I'm not. <laughs> Trust me, I'm not one. Um, San Jose Jazz fan uses a thigh master during the morning roast. That's cool. Uh, let's Those see. are still around? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Was your bolo flex not ready? <laughs> uh, turn the thermostat down to take off those jackets. Now we're getting into calorie talk. How many calories do you think you burn in an RV if you're just sitting in there sleeping and roasting on Park Merced? B, I can't argue with you. Oh, can we take this call, please? <laughs> oh, my God. Can we God. take this call, please? Can we take this call, please? <laughs> it's the perfect way to end the show. Today's show's been wacky. Let's just end the show with Tony in Oakland. Tony in Oakland, step right up. Oh, my God. Hello. All right. We're going to win. You know why? Because Shanahan scripts the whole thing, right? I saw it. There's highlighter and yellow. Why does he use pink? Yellow, pink, and blue. But what happens is God takes over the script. In the second part. And then what happens is, because, you know, you were talking to T.O., Terrell Owens, right? And he said he just knew when the ball was in his hands, all right? What does he know? That's just like Purdy. Purdy can feel it. And he knows intuitively where to throw the ball. What happens is there's either the man script or the God script. And when you get in, you are a direct channel to it. And that's what T.O. was talking about. You just know it. You feel it. And then you know what to do instantly. And then it stays with you for the next play. It may stay with you for hours, depending how big you are, how big of a vessel you are, right? So we're going to win this thing because Mahomes is like a vessel, Tony, too. Tony, you know what they say about vessels? It's more about the motion in the ocean. That's what I'm talking about. The vessel feels the motion more exquisitely, more perfectly. And that's what happens. That's why Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, that's why he is, because he feels the motion more exquisitely. Otherwise, it's like trying to get through Fort Knox or walls with most people. Like Bonte, you feel it really good, right? Thank and you. Shasky, you're right behind there. But what I'm saying is Mr. <laughs> Irrelevant, so he feels it. It becomes perfect. You are number two. <laughs> Tony, you're right on point. You're right on point. I'm Ed McMahon. Go, Tony, Tony, go ahead. Finish this call. You know, I'll, I'll be You, know, you keep interrupting her. Tony's, Tony's out Jordan. here cooking a secret sauce for us, and she's spitting facts at it. You keep cutting her off. Tony. But, Bonte, this is meant to be because we look like the bad news bears. And then Shanahan got his script ripped away, and Purdy took over. He took command, Thank right? You. And then he got it done. So we're going to win. Is Everyone Purdy can Kelly bet on Leak? this. Is, is, is Purdy the, the guy with the motorcycle smoking cigarettes in center field? <laughs> no, 
no, no, no, no, no. He doesn't need it. Remember when you have a direct line to God? You don't need any oh, extra right. paraphernalia. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, I love you. Does that I make Mike you. Shanahan, the old coach, <laughs> handing beers I, I to the players? Tony. I love Tony. You gotta like you gotta let cook, Tony Cook, man. You gotta stop interrupting her because she's in the zone, man. Well, she's, she's talking about zone, vessels. You're, you're, you're like you're like entering the zone, and you're not really in that zone with her. The you're boy just not. doesn't know the zone. You, you gotta you feel do, it. Bonte. You ever look into a you light feel and get it. spots in your vision? That's how I feel when I hear Tony talk. I mean, come on, come on, man. Even Kate is saying, "Man, let Tony cook. Just let her cook." She's cooking. She's talking about the color, the colors on this play sheet. I never thought about that. Why does Shanahan have peak on that on that spreadsheet? That he's holding up the script. Why is it peak? Why does he use yellow? What does yellow mean? Is that red zone? Does he use red for red zone? Does he use yellow for the middle of the field? Why does he have those different color codes? Tony's on to something here. You gotta let her cook. Just like Fast Five. It's time for the Xfinity Fast Five. Your last chance to get in on the morning roast. Brought to you by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi. Unbeatable internet. Only from Xfinity. I was ready to ask Tony. I wanted to get her thoughts on the RVs. Don't worry. She'll call in at least four times next week. Hey, that's fine. You know what? That's fine. At least somebody's calling this damn show. That's true. Here's what I would say. I bet that that spreadsheet, just to use an old throwback to our shows back in the day, I bet you on that laminated sheet, it's the do I trust my quarterback or not color code system, right? Like when he trusts him, he's into the yellow. When he doesn't trust him, he goes to the pink place. There you go. So it's probably that. There you go. There you go. Let Tony Cook. Or magenta. Magenta. It is magenta, though. Isn't that that, that hot pink? I have no idea. I'm not staring at his play sheet like that. I'm not obsessed with it. Love it. Get your final thoughts. You guys go first. I'm a little rattled right now. I want to give a quick shout-out to the San Jose Sharks. You got a shutout win over the Seattle Kraken last night, 2-0. That win, they climb all the way out of the NHL cellar. They're now the second-worst team in the NHL, which, of course, won't help them in the uh, the quest to draft uh, Rick Celebrini's kid. But, you know, one step at a time. Rick Celebrini's kid, number one potential draft pick overall. Macklin Celebrini. Yeah. So if the Sharks can get that number one pick, bring him here. But, you know, last night won't help. But, yeah, go Sharks. Celebrini, Paisan, so he's already going to be a lock for a Hall of Fame. Um, Andrew Wiggins. What are we doing with him, Warriors? Is he going to stick around with this recent hot stretch? Do you still want him on the team? It's going to be interesting. Eight days, NBA trade deadline. You want him on the Lakers? Yeah, I'll trade Austin Reeves straight up for him. Uh, Austin what? Reeves? Are you serious? You're getting rid of no. your golden god? I want, well, I'll trade Darvin Ham for Steve Kerr, since so many people hate Steve Kerr around here. Take him heartbeat. Right, that's some weird hate. Some weird hate. Cam Reddish, maybe. He's available. LeBron coaches the team. Like, why does he do this every two or three years? Well, we My don't f- give him the credit. When they win in the playoffs, he's not <laughs> coaching. It's Darvin Ham. But when they lose, it's that was LeBron's fault. So, <laughs> uh, my final thought is, I'm not looking forward to the show meeting. I feel like we're just going to get reamed and reamed and reamed. B, not, I can't argue with you. We're not catching the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. And you guys are spending 20 minutes on that day. Slater and Benjamin Albright. Who cares? Holding offense number 76. <laughs> I'm just stalling because I can't find my final my final read. Where the hell did it go? Where did it go? Oh, there it is. Right here. That's, that's why I brought you by Xfinity. Spinoni, A-plus game today. <laughs> you are on fire. You're actually the real one on fire. Spinoni, go to speak at SS State later today. Uh, Fast Five brought to you by Xfinity, the next generation TG network only from Xfinity, the future. Starts now.
with Evie Giddings and Daryl the Guru Johnson. Her cousin.